need right now? Mane pluia. Espresso mead. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like mixing the wrong things. Coffee and honey? No, 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 no. Like alcohol is usually something that people are usually drinking to like take the nerves off. And then espresso is like, get yourself ready. So it just levels out. Uh, Typically, is what I would think. So. Well, I'm ready when you are. Are you? Because our cold open is apparently about espresso mead. (laughs) Of course it is. Of course it's about espresso mead. Because that's what we do here. You're a mess. No, it's all about when I hit the record button. Of course, it's oh, whenever you hit the record button. Did you... Quick, wait, hold on. Does the expression bangers and mash come to mind when you are eating the mash? Bangers? Oh, no. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you've never heard of bangers and mash. Common UK. Food. Sausages. Sausages and... Mashed potatoes, bangers and mash, gravy, pub food. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. And then you eat them with bangers, sausages, bangers and mash. Nope. Just look it up on the internet. I, you, that is completely safe to I, search. I was going to say, I'm a little worried about just searching for bangers. <laughs> unless None. No, perfectly safe. I just did it on Google, bangers and mash. Because it's either going to give me a list of all of the latest hits. <laughs> a British probably... treat about bangers and mash. Or. <laughs> or just bangers. Or this is no longer a family friendly show. <laughs> okay. This, this does actually look really delicious. <laughs> I told you. Minus the description of Google saying there's onion gravy. Onion, you eat onion gravy. But British bangers, yeah, they just look like real fat sausages. From Johnny Trebek's machine. (laughs) Mr. Johnny Trebek, how could you be so mean? I told you you'd be sorry for inventing that machine. Now all the neighbors, cats and dogs will never more be seen. They've all been turned to sausages in Johnny Trebek's machine. Boom. It's a it's an old uh, Boy Scout song that we sang. Ah, uh, I wasn't in Boy Scouts. It's well, I don't think it was a widely said Boy Scout song. It was probably just our local troop had this Mr. Johnny Trebek song. And it had a very uh not politically correct verse, because I think the second verse is like one day a little fat boy came walking in the store, and it's like, ah, n- nope, can't say that anymore. <laughs> and I think it the boy wanna add... The boy ended up it... falling in the machine. <laughs> oh bother. So then it became a case of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> oh, bother. That's unpleasant. H.H. Holmes revisited again. H.H. <laughs> Holmes as a sausage maker. Um, Not to mention Willy an Wong, OSHA is violation. Is Factory gone bad? Is Sweeney Todd a parody of Willy Wonka? <laughs> Johnny Depp plays both of them. <gasps> 
The conspiracy thickens. All right, folks, we're scrapping our plans for today's podcast. We're diving into this. Conspiracy theories around Johnny Depp. Is Mordecai, in fact, the next president? Yes, um, we do side with him versus Amber Heard. I I don't know enough to affirm, deny, or otherwise comment on all of that because I don't care. Oh, it doesn't take long for anyone to be like, oh, yeah, we're with Johnny Depp, of course. Yeah, why not? This is, yeah, no, of course. Put Replace her with Jason Momoa even more in Aquaman. He can be Aquaman and his queen. There we go. Boom. I, I uh, you, you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher to me right now. I just don't understand. The number of faces I get from my kids that I think hear me like that. I try not. I try to. I try to keep it interesting. So sometimes she does that in a British and an Irish accent in the middle of class. It's great. Mm. I do have a question for you though. Okay. Have you ever read a book in one of the main character in a video game you're playing? You know, I I, yeah, I have actually. Uh, have you ever seen a movie and like imagined the villain as like your next table top campaign? Mm-hmm. Even some TikToks. Yep. I have seen plenty of good TikToks about it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, so, so we've been doing this too. So have we. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the same boat. The Gamer Alchemy podcast will explore how characters from endless TikTok doom, doom scroll threads and fictional settings might be, be built in different worlds. I've only had like two sips of my meat. This is perfectly fine. Maybe this explains everything. Hey, you want to see Samwise Gamgee as an amiibo? We'll imagine it with your bangers and mash. And then we'll pack them into a stew and boil them, I guess. But what about Pac-Man Ghost as Primarchs and Warhammer 40k tabletop gaming? Uh, that, that game intimidates me, but this would get me even more to be willing to try it. So let's do it! Yeah! <laughs> oh, I think we've messed up our lines. Oh, we did. Oh, we 100% we mixed up our lines. Great. Whatever the combination. We'll talk the lore and game design and find the best fit here on the Gamer Alchemy Podcast. Of Alchemy. Podcast. So, uh, Gary. <laughs> Gary, Hi, Gary. It, it is now a game for you to report how long it takes you to realize before we have started the intro. <laughs> I don't feel like it's... When does the... When does... It's like a roll of the dice. We're, we're just going to catch you off guard. I mean, what is this? We're, we're looking at seven minutes it probably took us six minutes to even hit our intro what a cold open and even then it wasn't even a focused cold open it's so cold you need a blanket um i don't i oh man i have a retreat coming up this next weekend and it is i was planning on hammocking to sleep overnight no and surrender. it is gonna be 34 degrees the first night Man up. Uh, gird your loins. Trust me, with five layers, I will. No. <laughs> <laughs> gird thy loins with five layers. <laughs> Make yourself is, into a five-layer burrito. The thing Make is, I ordered... underwear 
into a supreme crunch wrap of a five-layer burrito. I don't want no crunch in there. Man. If you ever get crunch, see your doctor. If your crunch lasts more than four hours, please visit the emergency room. This is no longer family-friendly. Sorry, Gary. You'll understand when you're older. Uh, no, if you hike enough and you deal with chafing, then ch- crunching might be an issue. Uh, All right, so just grab some baby powder. Issue solved. There we go. Family-friendly again. We're really playing with this rating. Gary's wildly th- being thrown around. <laughs> Folks, this might just not be an, an episode of the Gamer Alchemy Podcast. This just might be Guy and I shooting the breeze and hoping that you might laugh along with us. I mean, we've already been doing that for like the last 40 minutes or so. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Good, good gracious. <laughs> All right. Hikes. Supreme Crunch Wrap. What if that was a new release of underwear? Crunch Wrap Taco. Underwear. You know, no. uh, five layer burrito underwear. Your the beans just wouldn't fit well. And the cheese, unpleasant. Would, I mean, my comments fair, is no five, longer family a friendly. Five layer, a five layer burrito would prevent chafing. I guess it would depend on the viscosity of the sauce. And the beans and whether or not you add your own viscosity to them. No hot sauce. You did, I mean, I'm just imagining like a Taco Bell sponsorship for this five bean burrito underwear. Burrito wear? Burrito wear? Burrito wear. Or burr wear? So this is a winter, so this is a winter product. Yeah, it's a five-layer thing. This is so that you can still go out in hammock in 34-degree weather. So it's burrito underwear that we're calling Burrwear, sponsored by Taco Bell. You and I will be modeling those. We'll be releasing those. That studio, are we are we planning a photo shoot? Is that how's that going to work? Oh, I was planning on starting these commercials. I was planning on starting a Kickstarter, potentially an OnlyFans. Wait, what? Taco Taco Bell only fan account. <laughs> Come for the tacos, folks. Because that's all you're getting. Taco Bells. Ooh, nope, nope. I just figured out what it would be called, but I am not going to uh, say it on, 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 on live air, but I'm going to type it into the Discord chat. All right, folks. Here's a, here's a live react. <laughs> I think I successfully broke Elliot. <laughs> Imagine the calendar pictures for that. With just the the one taco. We're we're treading a line. <laughs> yes. Uh anyway, so we were supposed to be talking about uh... guy is trying to get me to react still so I'm going to cover his lines for him because it's not really lines <laughs> so we'll, uh, the last time the guy and I uh, got together we started the series oh. talking about Sharima um, what we had discussed then was nice actually segue. it was the fall of Sharima um, where uh, it worked with Xerath's failed 
Ascension coup, I'll put it that way, where he tried to basically usurp the Ascension ceremony for Azir. It resulted in the supposed death of Azir, um, and Zirith's Ascension, not in lore Ascension, but transition, I'll say, to a extremely powerful yet bound magical being. I think I made this joke last time, and I'm not sure, so I'm going to just say it again, but it was basically the genie of ultimate cosmic power. Itty bitty living space. I do think you, uh, I do think you made that joke, but that's okay. Because it's a good one. It's a great reference. And we went over kind of like, Guy and I actually don't remember this episode that much because this was over a month ago and we've had very busy lives, folks. I like how you started to BS that and then you were like, nope, nope, don't remember it. We don't remember if we made a campaign for it. I know that we kind of talked through some character ideas for these three. Um, Yeah, we talked about some classes. I do remember that because you could make an ascended class and then it would be like a, a, a war against the... I mean, we could just, you just, I mean, you just improv it right now. Like, you go in a war against um, the forces of Zareth. You have uh, an ascended game. Like, you have an ascended class or two that you could yep. have. So, yeah. And um, I think, I'm trying to remember. Actually, no, let me uh, plug for uh, my individual episodes. So, because Guy and I's schedules. Um, are somewhat fluid lately. We haven't been able to line up as much as we'd like to record. And so uh, in the episodes where you're going to get me solo, I started a small series that's going to be creating a class called the Faded Hero, uh, inspired by my favorite video game character, which is Link. Um, It's not meant to be Link, but Link will obviously fit into it. So if you get solo episodes from me moving forward, the next four are probably going to be covering this Faded Hero class idea um and that's that it's not really guys that's the same podcast i'm not trying to plug my own like guy always does with his stories of runeterra podcast where he goes over league of legends lore i don't i don't do that (laughs) yeah yeah, i know i plug it for you like i just did go listen to stories of runeterra appreciate it I just got automated ads, so it'll actually start making money now. Not that that's my goal, but make it for you, like like it makes the ad for you, or like you just put them in. Ooh, no, that's like nice. I put, I put insert ad, and then on Spotify it does that, and then I get nice. Yeah, that's we'll see great. what we'll see what happens. But enjoy your five cents. Uh- <laughs> I if that. if that we'll see. I think it takes thirty days for it actually to give me any returns. Spotify goes. We're actually a Canadian-based company, and so we take the half cent. <laughs> oh, gee, you thanks. To, you get one eighth of a farthing. Wait, you get a loony. That's what you get. Oh man, I liked the toony design. <laughs> I'm imagining Kronk saying that for some reason. Like, oh man, I like the oh, toony design. Where the are my spinach puffs? So I made my last late. Yep, we're squirreling. My we're latest D and D character. My latest D and D character because I had this really like risque, like scorned love rogue changeling that took on the form of those who spited her and then killed them in their sleep and took all their money or like ruined their life. Like really cool and all, really risque, really intense. Yeah, femme fatale. Femme, femme fatale. And my party didn't have a healer, and I nearly died like 12 times. So I was like, I'll just make a character. And for whatever reason, we've gotten really obsessed with Kronk and my playgroup. 
So I made a halfling Kronk whose name is Glonk, Car- Glonkard Strunk Arm. Glonkard Strunk Arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has an intelligence of six, <laughs> and he's an Oath of Devotion paladin. Okay. But his devotion is to food and cooking. So all of his spells are chef-based. My current, his background is chef. My current uh, halfling barbarian's background is that he's a cook for the war, and he just happens to also fight. My shield is a wok, and my weapon is a large meat tenderizer. I need these ideas, but apparently I was just given an axe in the session I missed. <laughs> Well, turn it into one of those giant Chinese butcher knives. That was my mm. first weapon. And then I... my DM gave me a... I rolled an intelligence check okay. against the angel we killed because she dropped an uh, Avengers or a, like a, an avenging maul. So it's like a maul with whatever maul. the avenging feat is. Okay. But I rolled an intelligence check to see if I knew what it was. And I didn't. So I assume that they're a chef because who else would carry around a large meat tenderizer? That's and he's really funny. he is a he is a cronk ripoff straight up and straight down. You steal the good ideas. That's 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 like one of the first things about DMing or just you know playing in a campaign. Like steal the good ideas because if it's fun, it's going to be fun for everybody. But he is he is a diehard for his charisma is off the charts. Okay. So I dumped his intelligence and his wisdom. Okay. <laughs> Just dumped them into the ground to max out my constitution and my charisma. So he is a twenty charisma, twenty constitution, dumb as a rock, friendly as ever, and ever so charming cronk. I may not know he the best thing to do. Guy. He's uh, he, he's English, and I don't understand. Uh, no, hold on, I gotta pull him. He's he's a uh, clink. He's a uh, from Hogan's Heroes. He's Commander. He he's um, hold on, I have to pull Glonkard out because my other character is a wildfire spirit druid kobold who is convinced. It's my first quote unquote evil character but he's convinced that the world does in fact revolve around him and just assumes everyone in the party are his legionnaires trying to help him take back the dragon horde that he has inherited because obviously he has the same name as his deceased master. So he's a kobold wirefile druid. Is he actually evil then or is he just egotistical? <laughs> yes. His, his ideal is power. Okay. He'll take all the power that he can possibly get. He just assumes that everyone... He is completely egotistical. And he just rocks around like this. And he interprets everything through himself. And I took the knight background, so I have three re- three retainers, okay. which are three other kobolds that carry me around on a pangolin. <laughs> because I'm obviously king kobold. <laughs> When's this guy going to get off his rocker? Shut up, he's paying the bills. All right, all right. (laughs) This is all the ones which shall conquer the world. I understand. And anyway, so yeah, that's him. Um, And then Glonkard. uh, Glonkard. 
this is uh, there it is. This is going called right here. Perfect, good show, old chap. Absolutely stunning the way that you took that man down. App just off off the rails. Here, have some bangers and mash. Have some. <laughs> That's I, what I call. I want it with a spot of tea. Well, of course we'd have a spot of tea right in the middle of the battlefield. The smell is exhilarating. Would you like cream or sugar in that dark, uh, evil lich? Oh, don't worry. I already have a bit of blood that spilled into mine. Ah, perfect. Really matches out that lapsang, shoo-shang mustiness. Comes right in to bring it up with the, the, the robustness of it all, you know? He doesn't... He's, he thinks everyone is sincere. It's great. Excuse me, sir. I think you have an arrow in your back. An arrow in my back? Oh, that's unfortunate. I thought it was a skewer. Looking for kebabs around here. <laughs> Yanks the arrow out, makes it a kebab. <laughs> and what's great is I have gloves of cooking utensils, which are a cursed item, by the way. But they gave me a D4 on any cooking... <laughs> on any time I use cooking utensils to make a meal. So I cannot roll lower than a 10 any time I cook a meal in the game. Okay, so... We're just going to lean into these rabbit trails tonight, folks, and we might just make this a two-parter if we even get to discussing Shariva at this point. Um, but for my character, barely anything has to do with cooking. Like, I will make sure to make cooking points because I'm like, I've had a bent for the last several campaigns of not having tragic backstories. And so my guy, he's just a cook and he went to the war and he they were like, oh, you know how to fight. Okay, good. Um, like you're going to do that on top of cooking. And so every single time, and right now we're working for a guild and we just take out missions and contracts and we go out. And, um, so before every time, every like time we would be leaving for a mission, I would like go to the kitchen and what I would tell the DM is like, and I would put together snack packs, which before my DM could say anything, I say they are not healing. They have so serve no gameplay purpose except... They just keep our characters, like, they, they have something to eat. That's literally all it is. There's no healing. There's nothing except they don't have to worry about food. Because our campaign, we don't we don't worry about, like, you didn't eat breakfast, so you take a level of exhaustion. Like, we don't do that. Do you have that? What background did you take for him? Uh, folk hero. Just he fits in with the people. Oh, I was going to say, if you take the chef one, you actually get that as an ability, and it gives a temporary hit points equal to your proficiency modifier. You might have to show this to me, because I don't know about it. But it's it's the chef background. It's on D&D Beyond. I will look at this. Because what, I, what I've been doing is, like, we actually had a mission where me and our druid got picked up by a rock, and our ranger... While he had Hunter's Mark, so he was able to track it, um, I... at picked up a rock? No, we were picked, picked up by a rock. And you know what a rock is? Oh, a rock. Yes. A rock. Yes, a rock. That rock. That rock. Rock. Not like stone. Correct. I was imagining something out of Zelda. Nope. Um, a talus? No, no, no. no. Um, rock. A, Big a bird. Rock. Yeah. Big um, bird. You know, actually, that could be from Zelda, because in Wind Waker, there's a giant bird, and I forget his name. Anyways, um, and so... There's also one in Mario Party Odyssey. While I was... While we were being carried through the air, I just dropped my snack packs roughly every, like, 
like every thousand feet or whatever. So when our ranger, while our ranger, because he had cast Hunter's Mark, knew exactly where to find us, there were a few rolls that because I dropped these snack packs, our DM's like, yes, he has advantage on these rolls. <laughs> and so now I just consistently do this where I'm like, I have snack packs because it's like, oh, we're going to enter a maze. I take the snack packs crumbs <laughs> you know like things like that and our dm can't argue it because it's already a set part of the lore <laughs> and i'm like i just that's amazing i just homebrewed like a useless item that just had it but it has functional value <laughs> it's a thing no in D D beyond if you take the chef background you get a thing called specialty treats hmm. that is what it is called and you get four of them a day I'm sorry, you take the feet, chef. It is a feat called chef. It increases your constitution. You get proficiency with cook's utensils. And during a short rest, you can... It's from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. So you can actually, during short rests, give people more hit dice. If you have time. This is going to be good. And then... And then you're with one hour of work, or when you finish a long rest, you can cook a number of treats equal to your proficiency bonus. These last for eight hours, and then you can eat one, and it gives them little temporary hit points. For the record, that sounds like nothing, but we got into a fight because my DM likes to go, oh, you guys are level 11. I'll just deadly proficiency on this and then trap you in a room with a planar. Um <laughs> that explodes at the end of it. He really has been walking this great line of, no, you're going to die, but not really. But you're going to die. And RDM keeps putting us against like things that are like five levels greater than we, at least five levels greater. And we keep smoking them. <laughs> and so he's exactly. like, so he's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Level seven. And so I will start the day on whenever we go on a quest. I'm like, here's your spit. Blah, blah, blah. here's your specialty treat and yes i did find a random generator on the internet that tells me what i prepared for them that day and i give them that and uh we did get to a battle at one point where a guy was down to two hit points so my snack my my specialty cakes served a purpose yeah this is good <laughs> This is really good. Uh, and and we just leveled up from our last session that I wasn't at. And so if I'm able to take a feat, I know what I'm doing. It's now cannon and mechanics. He's going to be like, are you kidding? The snack packs are a real thing. And I'll be like, heck yeah, baby. <laughs> and what's nice is that little clause that says with one hour of work. Or when you when finish you a long rest. rest. So if you have an hour of work, and then what you do is you do a custom background, and you take the wanderer feet so that you can feed up to five people as long as there is game in the area. So you take wanderer background. Yep, and you can basically hunt and cook a meal. Yeah, and then you take the chef feet and then you take the ability to hunt and cook a meal to the next level and anywhere you are at where there is game and foraging you can do this ability with one hour the this one the 
This is good. The four points, like your proficiency bonus feels a little weak. I would rather it be like equal to your, mm -hmm. like your proficiency bonus plus your, like one of your stats, mm -hmm. like maybe your intelligence stat or something. Like, I don't know what it would be, but it would be neat if it, it was a little bit more than just four temporary hit points. I mean, hey, I don't know how you would make something that's. Yeah, maybe maybe like you could roll a dice, and that's the number of. I don't again. I don't know how you scale that. So mm -hmm. if you don't get a broken feat at level four, uh, well, so this is where as a DM I would like people to like narratively justify things. So like if your cooking's getting better or your snacks are getting heartier, maybe you seek out a master in the field and you say please share with me your cooking wisdom and it's like uh, like like you find so you find the like southern kitchen with the like the the mama good at soul food or you find Not like you the, do in our game or you find the uh the hardened military veteran chef who's like i don't care if it tastes good it gets good gets you what you need done and it's like, okay, this tastes like crap. I got your five basic food groups. Beans, lard. What is it? It's cookie from Atlantis. I was going to say, I was like, you're thinking of Cookie from Atlantis. Um, I, did, I wasn't going to say his name, but I had the scene lard, in my head. Ooh, lard. Hard. I don't remember. Still one of the best underrated movies. On and one of the best animated movies that is uh, ripe for live action adaptation. No. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine that? Not, I can imagine. Don't make it more someone... than one film. Make it a like two and a half hour good, like good like make sure it's faithful to the material, and just I I will take a shot for shot remake of it. Like I would happily take a shot for shot remake uh, remake of it or Treasure Planet. But would they do a good job of it? Um, there are for Atlantis specifically, however, the lead actor that I'm going to suggest, I personally think would be good for both of these. Um, even though in a I'm going to have to look them up because I'm not going to know who they are. You will. You'll, you'll know it when you see the picture of them. Tom Holland. He's the most recent Spider-Man. For Milo? For Milo. And when you think about him for Treasure Planet, it also works. Because here's the... I see him more for Treasure Planet. The reason that a lot of people don't like the, the idea of Tom Holland is because like he recently did Nathan Drake for Uncharted. And I do think that that was a not the best casting choice because of the character of Nathan Drake, not because of Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland actually did about as good as he could, but I don't think he was the right pick to fit who Nathan Drake is for Uncharted. But for Atlantis, he could be like the young, naive history nerd researcher. And for Treasure Planet, he can be the more suave, street savvy. Like Tom Holland can do both parts. Maybe. You know who I would be interested in? He might be a little too old for it, but he almost, I think, could do the Milo a little bit better mm -hmm. and would give it kind of that interesting twist. Hmm. Eddie Redmayne. 
Is the guy from Fantastic Beasts? He could redhead? do that really well. He might be a little old, though, depending on how how old you imagine Milo being. There is one other reason, though, that I would want Tom Holland for Milo, and that's because Zendaya would be a stellar pick for the Atlantean princess. I forget her name. And they're actually dating. And they're actually dating in real life, which makes it even you know cuter. That's my hot take. It's my hot take for animated live adapt live action adaptations. If we're gonna talk about the princess that I had a crush on for a very long time as a child, it was Kiara. Kiara, thank you. I'm pretty sure that was her name. Although when you think about it, aren't it's at, a little weird. Aren't Kida, not Kiara. Kida. Kida. Yes. But aren't Atlantis and Avatar the same plot? Yeah. Which means that Atlantis is technically an adaptation of Pocahontas. Because Avatar is Pocahontas. Like it is a known know. adaptation of the story. I don't know. I guess you I guess I could see that maybe with like removing mm, Yeah. I yeah. could I could hear that argument being made. I could see that being made. I do like the Eddie Redmayne though, because he is the more like he can def. And, but the main reason that I can see Eddie Redmayne is because of his Newt Scamander performance. Exactly. Yeah, he's bookish. Yeah, but he can take the like. Um, yeah, I I think that's what made me think of that. He and he could probably liven it up. Because I've also seen him in an intimidating mm-hmm. role in Jupiter Ascending. But I'm trying to think of the supporting cast. I think somebody said Danny DeVito for the like bomb guy or mole. For mole, not the oh bomb guy. Not the bomb gosh. guy for mole. Mole. Getan the mole. Yes. What? You just put dynamite there and blow up bridge. Oh, no, you're talking about Vinny. No, no, no. I am talking about Mole for Danny DeVito. But, uh... Mole is the Frenchman who likes to collect all the dirt. Exactly. <laughs> but don't even make him French. Just let it be Danny DeVito. <laughs> and then who do we cast as Vinny? The dynamite guy. This has turned into who... Yep. This is our episode tonight. This is our episode, folks. We're having too much version fun. Of Atlantis. Guy and I have not had a chance to like hang out and chat in a while. And so this is like, this is just enjoyable. <laughs> um, <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. We got to figure out Vinny first. Vinny, I would want to keep very close to that character. Like he's, he's just... So, so like, even to this day, that style of humor is, like, perfect. He's like, <laughs> what? More dynamite go boom. Um, unfortunately, uh, okay. What do you mean? I made a bridge. What do you mean? I made a bridge. <laughs> who is, who could do, oh, gosh. Actually, who... I know who the commander would be. It, it would be The Rock. So here's what no I don't rock want, I is, don't no, want no, the no, rock no 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 no, no 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 you got it the rock is Joshua Strongbear the doctor Doctor Sweet that's the rock the the bad guy right 
No, no, no. The doctor, Bonesaw. That's 100% The Rock. And then Morgan Freeman plays Preston Whitmore, the guy who funds the expedition. Okay, I can see this. Because he can be a little bit quirky and fun. If you want the bad guy to be like the commander and you, and you want to kind of keep in the same the same vein as um Dr. Oh, Bonesaw. Yeah, nope, sorry, just click. You're correct. That's, that's the rock, Bonesaw. Um the commander could be um Samuel Jackson. I could see that. I could see that working out. Get like a bad guy, Nick Fury bad guy vibes. Exactly. Yeah. That would work really well for 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 that position, um, and then you could put you could cast. Oh my gosh, uh, not Karina Knightley, um, Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Johansson. There you go. Scarlet Johansson could be Helga, the right hand man. So it's Nick Fury and Scarlet Johansson. And I was thinking villain. And Michelle Rodriguez, and people have actually already cast this idea. Michelle Rodriguez would be the mechanic girl. She kind of already is. Like, that's kind of her Fast and Furious role. And I love Michelle Rodriguez. Like, she she did that Happy role. Her up. She did that role in Avatar. She was the pilot in Avatar. She's Dominic Toretto's girlfriend in Fast and Furious. Um, oh, yeah. Like, she that fits she fits that role perfectly. And I love her for it. Um, and I think she would fit it really well. Um Oh, here we go. Here's our next one we got to do. Wilhelmina Bertha. Hey, Captain. There's something coming over the water. There's something coming over the intercoms. I think you ought to hear this. Just find whoever did. My, I'm watching Mike Wazowski. I'm watching you, Who, Wazowski. Whoever that is, give them the job. <laughs> Roz from Monsters, Inc., I don't. Actor. I don't care if, if if it's if it's a guy, if it's a girl who did the voice. I don't care. Give them the job. <laughs> but Bob Peterson, give him the job. <laughs> he also plays. Let's see here. Bob Peterson. Oh, he was the only person. I think I remember. He also played um, Doug. From up, okay, I can I go think. with this. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Let's see what his other roles have been. Uh, he's played Ross. He's played Doug. Um, Forky asks a question. He's the voiceover announcer. Uh, in Cars Three, he's Chick Hicks. Find uh, Finding Dory, he's Mister Ray, the teacher. Miss. Okay. Okay. Um. Yep, Mr. Ray from Finding Nemo. Okay, so let's let's transition to Treasure Planet then. So if Eddie Redmayne is oh, we already cast. Let's make sure we got everyone. We cast Keto. Oh, what about the dad? Uh, we have to cast Cookie, Cookie, and we still didn't figure anyone out for Vinny. Here, let me do this real quick. Oh, right, duh. We got to get back to Vinny. We got to um, get Vinny. Cookie and then the dad, Kida's dad, King Kashakim. Uh, 
What about Varney? I would have said Betty White for Wilhelmina if she was still alive. Oh, yes! That would be amazing. That would be amazing, yes. Um, Okay, Vinny, who's got a great mustache? Oh, I got it. Uh, Ron Swanson. As Vinny? Yes. For, like, an Italian guy? You, you can even just drop the Italian or just ha- see if he'll do it. Um, but either way, like, just imagine. Didn't he die? No. Ron Swanson? Not, I mean, that's the character. I, I always forget. The his. guy who played Ron Swanson. Yeah, Nick Offerman. Didn't yeah. he die? No. 52 years old. Oh. He's like As he's he's a, he's a great guy. But like yeah, I mean maybe he's not Italian, but like that'd be like just the just have him be like Nick, we need you to be Ron Swanson but about explosives underwater or in a, like in an underwater journey. Done. I blew up the bridge. You wanted a bridge? I made a bridge. What's the problem? I'm just you trying to. That. I'm just yeah. trying to think. And if we if we had to go the Italian route, it just would be funny to see Chris Pratt in that role. Now we're just aiming for humor. Be like, yeah. like, but I feel like Chris Pratt being in it would be like he is. It's it, that almost would make it a comedy. Like it needs to be a comedy. Whereas Nick Offerman, while he would be funny in the role, it doesn't necessarily push it towards a com- comedic comedy movie situation that's fair that's That's the like that's the whole thing also i am so excited for the mario movie teaser trailer to be coming out very soon there's a mario movie happening oh yes uh fully animated by illumination studios the guys who made uh despicable me uh and sing and chris pratt is the is mario's voice i that's bizarre um here let me see mario movie actors okay who, who else who is let me i wonder if i can search so uh the actors in- that have played mario no, no no you're doing that i'm still trying to figure out an italian italian explosive expert <laughs> Okay, such director actors include Danny DeVito, John. Okay, Ciccuro, maybe we just have Danny DeVito be Vinny. Al Japine, Al Al Pacino, uh, Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone. He's not Italian. Actually, I could see that. But he's got a little. He's got a. Hey, weird what did you want? You wanted a bridge. I made you a bridge. My. My mother wanted all I really wanted when I was a kid back in New York is uh, was to have a flower shop. And so I blew up the opposing flower shop, and I stole all the flowers that I made for my mama. And now she's got a shop, and it's a really good flower shop. And I'm really proud of it. I feel like he could do a funny role because he's done it with like a team. I could see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe. So. Mario Mario movie actors and we'll circle back to Cookie. And Cookie's the the like 
skinny guy with the beard, right? Yeah, he's the cook. Yeah, the cook. We could come up with something. Um, so Chris Pratt is Mario. And the okay. inter- when this was announced, the internet went wild between hatred and, yeah, give him a chance. And I'm on the side of, yes, definitely give him a chance. Like, Nintendo, ever since the Super Mario movie that Nintendo has basically attempted to not acknowledge since it came out, they are extremely protective of their IPs, and there's no way that they would have approved this movie or even greenlit it this far, if not promoted it themselves without it being the quality and standard that they want. So, one, I trust Chris Pratt because I love Chris Pratt. Two, I trust Nintendo because I I very much agree with their quality control, um, even though there's some labor issues going on right now with their company. Um, sure. But I trust the casting choice. Now, I don't really care about Princess Peach, but Charlie Day is Luigi. That's that's like it, like every single name I feel like just steps it up one more bar. Charlie Day is Luigi. And oh boy, I freaking love it. Uh Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Of course. Yep. Jack Black. Okay. Jack Black is Bowser. Which I freaking love. I don't know how that's going to turn out. I I am so ready to see it. Like I, people, there's look, there's going to be such hatred for this movie. But if you choose to be like, I am going to enjoy every moment of this because Nintendo is taking their prized possession of an IP and making it a feature film, it's going to be so enjoyable. And that's what I'm aiming for. Um, I just like if I get if I get five laughs out of this movie, I'll be happy. Um, but my favorite, my absolute favorite casting choice is for Toad, the person who is playing Toad. Voice is, actors, right? Is Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele? Oh boy. I I just I I love it. I can imagine this like I'm I'm so excited for whatever comes out of that casting choice alone. I would pay to see this movie if the only thing that they announced was all of these characters will have voice actors, but we are only telling you that Keegan Michael Key is playing Toad. I'd be like, don't even show me a trailer. Here's my money. <laughs> I will, I will, I will watch this. I will watch this. I will be first in line. Like I will punch little kids to watch this before them. <laughs> like hop onto their head. Hop onto their head. I will put the Goomba hat on them so that I can hop on them. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh. It's it. it I, I am. This is one of those things where it, I believe that quality control will win the day. Um, and if it doesn't, it's still going to be semi-decent. Because Illumination, they have made some pretty darn good hits. They've also made some really not, not the stellar hits. Like the first Despicable Me, hit. S- everything since then in the Minions movies. Uh, yeah, the Minions might be a brand now. But uh, I'm sorry, parents, that you have to watch those over and over again. Uh, they made Sing, 
a surprise good movie. Sing 2, which I've heard is a very worthy sequel, but I have not seen it yet. Um, the Secret Life of Pets. D no comment, because it was just such a boring movie. So they are like hit or miss. But if Nintendo's involved, I'm going to push that needle towards the hit. Okay. I, I, I'm not the film critic that you are, friend. But I'll, I will watch it in a couple years when it's on Amazon Prime or something. Now I'm actually trying to figure out which streaming service it would end up on. Is this the beginning of a Nintendo-Disney partnership? Entertainment and Monopoly? There was a, I, <laughs> I was, strongly doubt that. I was listening to a podcast today um, where they were talking about um, what is the last thing that you think Disney would buy in order to own everything? <laughs> and, I, and I was like... Does that mean that they've bought everything else and so this is the last thing they would want to buy? Or they would buy this thing because it's the only thing left to buy, meaning it was the worst thing that they never wanted to touch? Right. Disney Monopoly, it's on the way. Who knows? I don't I don't know. I am not enough into the 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 realm of that thought to even be able to be like, yeah, that's a sure. But <laughs> yes. I didn't even know there was a Mario movie come Mario movie coming out. This will be the first extended dialogue from Mario in any capacity in all of his games too. I feel like them coming out with a Mario movie where it's going to be the animated look Mario, uh, giving him the like giving him a feature length film with lines and everything would be the equivalent of making a five minute Zelda short with Link having a voice. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. The only other character I can think of in that same realm is Link. And if they ever do a live action Link, which apparently is it, it, I don't think it's a thing anywhere. There's always been rumors. In fact, Tom Holland is another rumor for a live action. I looked Link. up Tom Holland to make sure I knew who it was. And I saw that, but, uh, um, I hope that they never do a live-action Legend of Zelda unless it's akin to like what they're kind of doing with the Rings of Power, where it's like, hey, this doesn't involve basically the characters you know about. It is like an extra canonical event around things that are going on or, you know, whatever. I don't know who the main character in that would be. I don't know either. That's what gives you so much creative license. Maybe it's the story of the Twilight Realm. That would actually be super sick. Uh, <laughs> My um, other childhood crush. Um, oh, Midna. Mm. Midna. Yep. That's a whole other rabbit hole, by the way, if you've been following. No, we're the... not walking down. There was an awkward silence. Where no, 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 no. I mean about Breath of the Wild 2, which is now labeled Tears of the Kingdom. Ah. Uh, Have you followed any of this news? No. I haven't look look up the trailers look just look okay. up the trailers don't don't like be like detail hogging it just like watch it to enjoy it and then just start looking around at Tear some the fan what? theories tears of the kingdom there's not been terribly much shown but there's plenty to go off of and i have about three major theories that i would be willing to go with for this game 
but I think one is starting to stand above the rest, and it involves the Twilight Realm. And you'll you'll see it pretty quickly with the logo art and color schemes in different ways. You'll be like, I understand why people would be thinking this. So just yeah. look into it. If anyone who's listening, Gary, is a Zelda fan, uh, I would highly recommend... If dive. you've made it this far... <laughs> if you've made it 52 minutes into our rambling... <laughs> We have to finish this up so we can get the Treasure Planet cast. That's true. Let's let me look at this. Let me. So, so here's here's one edit I would make instead of Danny DeVito for the mole, the French guy, Steve Carell, uh, for the mole. Wait, 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 one wait, wait! No, no, no. why not? Why not just make Steve Carell Vinny? That would work. I was so- gonna say either Steve Carell is Vinny, Cookie, or Mole because they're the comedy relief. So Steve Carell is one of them. My other rec- my other thought was gonna be. Than to make the only reason I said Steve Carell for Cookie was because he's over fifty, and I'm looking for like that. There is also I feel like there is a role for um. Oh my gosh, the guy from the Firefly. Oh, John Casey from Chuck. Um. I mean, he could actually be the bad guy. Patrick Dempsey from uh, for Danny DeVito or not Danny Patrick Dempsey okay. for um, Vinny. Okay, maybe. maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I could uh, I could I could see what's his name. It's not John Casey is his character. Chuck John Casey actor Adam Baldwin. There you go. Yeah. He could be a good bad guy. Ooh, he's getting kind of old. That's the well. These are all actors things. over their fifties. That's true. That's true. They're getting up there, folks. Let's see here. Who would Mark Ruffalo play? Um, oh my gosh, I don't like him in a lot, but he might actually be a goofy fit for it. Uh, but Jebediah Ald- Allardyce, Cookie. Could be um, Will Ferrell. Yeah, I could see that. Old spit in the can cowboy. If you want a great... Did you say that you don't really prefer Mark Ruffalo in a lot of things? No, I just mentioned him. Oh, okay. I'm looking it, was the, at it was the other guy. Gotcha, over gotcha. years old. I was going to say, if you want a good Mark Ruffalo movie, Spotlight. Watch Spotlight. It's really good. Oh. Um I got to get through Ring with Power first. Oh, hold on to your butts, folks. Anyways, um, there we go. There's our our casting. So Treasure Planet. I think we stick with Tom Holland for the solid one for Jim Hawkins. However, feels really good to me. Guess who voiced him? Uh, Joseph Gordon. I was very happy to find that out just now. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. What that means? Joseph Gordon Levitt played uh, Robin in uh, Dark Knight Returns. Um, he's a he. He was the like in Inception. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I see his face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great, like great voice for Jim Hawkins. Now that I think about it, um, I don't know. I actually could. There might be a role for him to make a cameo as another character in the live action, but. I think Tom Holland as Jim is perfect. 
Um, this is goofy. I think this is harder because we've got we have non-human. Good. Get some CGI and some makeup going. Captain Amelia, Emily Blunt. I have to look these people up. Oh, Emily Blunt is uh, definitely the like she's my favorite actress. Um, I uh, uh, after Edge of Tomorrow, which apparently has a sequel coming out. I freaking love her, and she's like a Quiet Place, fantastic. You're making all these references, and I'm trying to picture. I'm making you type very movies. fast. I'm trying to f- picture the movies she's been in. Because I see her face, but I'm trying to... Oh, she's just not in movies I watch. Oh, if you want a good sci-fi, watch Edge of Tomorrow. It's Tom Cruise and her. Fantastic the, movie. The Huntsman. I'm looking for a movie that I have seen her in. And I just haven't watched any of these. Ages ago, I watched... Nope. Okay. Like, there are some of these where I see them, and I'm like, oh, that that's a, like a cool movie that sounds right. Okay, mm-hmm. Edge of Tomorrow, got it. I Yeah, I'm not just, I'm just not familiar with her. Um, Emma Watson's... Hmm. See that? Not for, not for Captain Amelia. I'm just... No, like, no, I was trying to think, like, what could she be in this one? Uh, I'm not, nah. I don't really have There's any not a lot of picks. female. I don't really have any picks for uh, uh, Jim's mom. Like, it's just like you could just pick someone who can be a mom. There you go. Like, it could be a lot of different people. Um, I do have a great pick for Ben, though, the robot. Reese Witherspoon. I don't know. There you go. She can be a mom. But I have a great pick for Ben, the robot. Yeah. Um, Steve Carell. No. Um, I know his first name. Jim Parsons. The actor, Jim? the actor for Sheldon Cooper. Oh my gosh, is the robot? Yes. Would he be good for the robot, or would he be good for Doctor Dilbert Dopier? Oh, either or. But I just first pictured him as the robot because I was struggling to figure out Doctor Delbert. Doctor. Wait, yeah, Delbert. no, steal Leonard. Just to, like steal the Big Bang cast. Make Leonard Dr. Delbert Doppler. There you go. Um, that and, and that then, seems to fit. I would. But, and yeah. then the, is the actress who plays Penny, Captain no, Amelia? No, I wouldn't. I would not. I mean, she might actually be able to. Now that I think about it, she does have some acting chops um, outside of Big Bang that have been shown. So she could do it. But I just, Emily Blunt is the one who I've seen with that particular persona before and i would be like heck yes um the only other major character is long john silver right and he you could get a really interesting scoop or a scroop the like crab dude yeah who's the guy that plays um I'm actually making a D&D villain for my Star Wars campaign around him the guy that plays in uh, Casino Royale, Daniel Craig, nope. or Mads Mikkelsen, nope. is is that the villain? Yeah, the Mads villain. Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen as Scroop. I could see that. Yeah, that would be an interesting cast. 
Yeah. Especially I love Mads Mikkelsen. Um, Mads he's Mikkelsen great. loves, and he's done CGI work. In fact, he was a major player in the game Death Stranding. Um, a really weird character. I, if you want a really trippy story for a video game, just Wikipedia the plot of Death Stranding. Um, very trippy. Um, but Mads Death. Mikkelsen was a character in that one. Um, Death's what? Death Stranding. It's a Hideo Kojima game, and he's the one who created the Metal Gear oh. Solid series. And that guy is, like, tripped out on most things yeah. he makes. Um, the only real person that I have for Long John Silver, and I don't like this, but it fits. But the reason I don't like it is because it leans into being funny, is uh, Jack Black. No. I, it, it, right, exactly. But, like, I don't like it. But I, I think it would fit. Hmm? The guy who played Hellboy. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. Which one? Like the recent one or the the two movies? The one, like the first Hellboy and the Golden Army or the recent yeah, remake the guy with David Harbour? Ron, Ron Perlman. Yes. Oh. Ron Perlman's done a lot of really good yes. like, CGI enhanced, like quasi I would love that. I would love that because I love. Because he can be funny. Yes, I love the first two Hellboy movies. I did not I did see too. the David Harbor remake. The Golden Army actually is my favorite of the two. Um, There's some fun D and D material in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, though, I don't think there's many people. Uh, I mean, you could, you definitely could have to say that we have to cast Morph. Chris Pratt. There you go. Chris, I don't know. Chris Pratt. I mean, hey, you could get Vin Diesel. He already does Groot. I was about to say either that or Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's Vin Diesel? I'm glad what? we're on the same page. <laughs> you could get a guy off the street. Can you just, can you give me a passionate, oh, no, no, no. I need you to add more, 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 more heart to that. Yes, right there. Yeah, there's there's such finesse to this art. Who are you again? I get my my kids with that in class uh, every now and then. I'll just turn. I'll be. I'll get confused and I'll get my tongue tied or something. I'll go. And the couple of kids will be like, <gasps> Baymax! <laughs> By the way, we're going to wrap it up here quick here, but like that movie is a quiet, like, I feel like Big Hero 6 circling is in the same back category. To, circling back to bangers to bring this episode full circle, that's a banger. <laughs> like, if we're talking a movie that I think felt like it landed in the same way that Treasure Planet and The Lost Empire of Atlantis did. That movie actually has one of the most creative villains. Oh, yes. Like, I loved the whole gist of it. I, it was such a good, it was just underrated at the time, whether, I don't remember whether it was overshadowed by anything else, um, or... Or what it, but it was just, it was good. It's kind of like how, like, but the thing about Treasure Planet, 
and Atlantis and actually even Titan AE. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It wasn't a Disney movie, um, but it was Titan AE was kind of the beginning of where the like classic Disney animation, which Treasure Planet uh, and Atlantis were, was starting to d- dabble with some CGI mixed in. Like the ships were CGI, but the characters weren't, that kind of thing. Um, and Titan AE was one of the first movies that really did a like it hold its fidelity holds up to this day in looking amazing. And uh, if you want a movie that has sort of Treasure Planet vibes, that's amazing. Look at Titan A. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. It is fantastic. Uh, it might be hard to find. I have it on DVD. That's the only way I can watch it. But uh, yeah, movies released in November of 2014. The hunger, the Hunger Games. Wait, what else? What which what are you comparing the Hunger to? Games was, this was Big Hero Six. Oh, one hundred percent overshadowed. It was here's what it was released with: Interstellar and Hunger Games. It, it didn't stand a chance. John Wick, Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. John Wick was number Those, twelve in the box office. Interstellar is on so many people's like best movie ever list. It's on my like top movie list. Uh, Hunger Games was just a cultural phenomenon, and John Wick was the start of a killer series. (laughs) So John Wick was released October 24th in the U.S. Hunger Games was released November 21st. Thanksgiving. It was Interstellar. Interstellar released November 5th. Penguins of Madagascar was November 26th. Big Hero 6 released November 7th. Yeah, Interstellar. Now, what's odd, though, isn't box office-wise, gross, Big Hero 6 has more, was released in more theaters and had a larger gross, total gross um, profit, it looks like, than than Interstellar. So was it just, I mean... Interstellar, Christopher Nolan is becoming a little bit more niche. Like, he's still mainline because he is so big and he made the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, He made Inception. Uh, Interstellar was probably the start of his movies becoming less relatable. Um, However, I freaking love it. I love everything Christopher Nolan, uh, even down to Tenet, which is probably his most recently very debated movie. Um, let Let me actually switch up my... Let me switch up the sort here by release date because I was not reading it in order of release date. Interstellar, so, it sounded like, came out days before it. Days after, day, uh, October, no, okay, November 5th. Uh-huh. Stellar, National Gallery, Big Hero 6. November 7th was also the theory of everything. That, while it was a good movie, I've... A good movie. I know that it received good critical acclaim, but it wasn't necessarily popular. No, it wasn't. Saw no, that was that. So Saw was released October thirty first. What'd you saw? <laughs> the week before, two weeks before Big Hero Six released, we had 
Nothing, nothing of great note. John Wick was two weeks ahead of then. Okay. So John Wick's was John Wick's was twenty fourth, but it still didn't. It's it was twelfth in the box office for twenty fourteen. That's it, it, but and it had to kind of grow a little bit because like the hype was there leading up to it, but it took a moment for people to be like, "Oh my gosh, this is incredible!" and people started like going back. Yeah, just a moment though. Technically, Big Hero Six was number two for twenty fourteen. Really? Yeah, huh. Interstellar was three. Hunger Games was one. Inter uh, so Hunger Games which I remember going to see in theaters because Jess yep. had been reading the books. So it was Hunger Games, Big Hero 6, Interstellar were the top three for 2014. Sounds about right. I remember going to see one of the, the Hunger Imitation Games. The Imitation Game came out that day, that we year too. Really? That was a great movie. That one was thoroughly underrated as well. Yep. What yeah. else came out? Man, 2014, what a weird year. We just got out of the ministry. I was a year into being married. I was that was oh wow. Whoa. Whoa. Flip back. I had been married two months when Hunger Games came out. Oh, the notebook was also Oh, that was a re-release from 2013. Never mind. <laughs> Man, I remember seeing the Hunger Games on tour. And so that means that this was the last Hunger Games that was coming out. Uh-huh. Man. Man. No, it was no, it was Hunger Games 1. No. No. Yes. Yes. Because we were I specifically remember I could name the people that were reading Hunger Games on tour and telling us about it um before we went and saw No. That was the Hunger Games that we saw. That so that would have been 2011 2012. Mocking Jay Part One, so I was right. It was Mocking Jay, just wasn't. The oh second wait, that's one. not the first one. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the first. Of I saw Part, part two. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense though. So yeah, okay. Because um, the first Hunger Games movie came out while we were on tour, and we went and saw it as a team, and it was a big deal. It was great. Lionsgate has made some of my favorite movies oh i uh if i see Lionsgate on something i'm i'm act I, that i'm immediately more interested syncope uh Lionsgate are the two media companies that when i see it i'm like you have my attention what have you produced syncope does everything christopher william or uh, christopher williams christopher nolan yeah, but I'm like, they've done some Robin remakes. I mean, yeah, John Wick. Mm -hmm. John Wick, Hunger Games, Divergent. Which no, that's didn't, even, didn't even finish their series. They did the whole skip or split the last, two, uh, the last book into two movies, and they never made the second part. Yeah, I think it just was a little too... They were they were running with the Hunger Games. Yep. That was it. Excitement. We need to wrap this up. We do. Oh, Lionsgate, hold on. Hold the phone. Lionsgate also does faith-based films. There's a category on their website. Really? You know which one they produced? Dear God, I don't know. The Shack. Oh, okay. And I can only imagine. 
None of which I can only answers. imagine. Based on a book. Hunger Games. Divergent. The Shack. American Psycho? Okay. <laughs> the Shack and American Psycho. Yeah. Well, anyway, folks, folks, this has been a variety show. <laughs> this has been a nostalgia variety show for just a niche uh, favorite film of uh, Elliot's and mine. Instead of uh, mashing up games today, it was just mashing up... A movie mashup. A movie mashup episode. Surprise. Live, live... Uh, live play is that the word something no. like that folks we do intend to go back to our core league of legends to D series with the sharimas uh story trust us it's in the works it was in the One works day. it was going to be the work today um but, but we just had a lot of fun so um yeah we will get back to it um if our schedules just keep li like not lining up we will do solo episodes um just so that way like we can keep you all fed with that juicy juicy content in your ear holes and uh we'll go from you there say that quietly in gary's ear next time you see him because you just did i'll just walk up to him when he stops by to visit his mom at work and i will just lean in close and he'll be like what are you doing and i'll be like you know what i'm doing gary i'm pouring my voice my juicy juicy voice into your eardrums and that's been this episode of the Gamer, Gamer Alchemy Podcast. Podcast.